Well, good morning, Elevation Community Church. Welcome via live on Sunday morning, January 20th, where hopefully you have a fireplace or a heater on and you're wrapped up in blankets and hopefully a little bit more relaxed than you would be um, reclining here in the sanctuary. Hopefully you got some coffee uh, and a warm drink and we... Uh, we just, uh, we love you guys, and so we wanted to still have church even though the roads just aren't safe and they're just messy and it's easier to be inside. And so I would just like to spend maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes with you um, just to look at the Word of God as we discover Jesus, as we uncover the truth about Jesus. Uh, the Hebrew word for Jesus is Yahshua, which means God saves. And Christ is the title given to Jesus, meaning chosen one, the anointed one, to carry out the work of the kingdom of God. And that's why he came to us as a baby, as a man, to take our place and to live the life, to model to us what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And then he paid the price for grace that we've been saved so that we now have the hope to live out the kingdom of God. He is the Messiah, the one who saves. And so we're going to uh, be reading in a chapter a day. I'm going to back up since we actually didn't get a chance to gather together last Sunday. I would like to focus our hearts on the message in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and obviously we don't have the screens on and the scriptures on your screen, so you're going to have to get your, um, maybe your phone device out and get a Bible app or maybe just your, your Bible here, and uh, we're going to read together about the kingdom of God. This is actually recorded as the most famous message, teaching, or even sermon as we call it today from Jesus. And obviously, when Jesus speaks to the length that he speaks about the kingdom of God, we need to listen. And so let's just take a minute, if you don't mind. I'd like to quiet ourselves and just pray. Uh, Father, We need you. We absolutely have nothing without you. We can't make it through this life without you. We need you in every area of our lives. We are dependent upon you for even our very next breath. And so, Father, just teach us today as we gather around our computer screens, our TV screens, maybe our phone device, whatever it is, and just bind our hearts together this morning and do what only you can do for the glory of your kingdom and your son, Jesus. And we all pray around the Blanchester areas and maybe throughout the world, 
Amen. You know, as I began to pray, I was reminded of a story that one of our elders, one of my dear friends, Greg Dolby, told me about his grandson, who is five years old. And they had him over for a dinner date with Grandma and Grandpa. And he asked Grandma and Grandpa if he could pray for dinner. So they looked at each other and, of course, let's pray. So they bowed their heads and their grandson said this, God, we really need you. Five years old. And if that wasn't enough to bring a tear to grandma and grandpa's eyes, he then says this, and Jesus, we really love you. Could that be the prayer of our hearts this winter morning? Could that be the prayer of our hearts for this season in our lives? Whether the season looks joyful, promising, fulfilling, maybe it's a season of dryness, a desert, difficulty and challenge, no matter what season we find ourselves in, can we, can we just agree together that God, we need you? Allow our hearts to go back to the, that childlike trust. We need you. God, we really, man, we really love you. You're a good, good father. And you are good all the time. And all the time, God, you are good. You're not a God who's determined or driven by circumstances, but you are God with us who never changes, who is faithful, always faithful and good. And so... Let's just read a couple verses together this morning. Let's just see what God has to teach us. So Jesus went up on a mountain and he, he sat down and his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and he taught them. The first thing I just want to point out with, uh, uh, point out is, who is Jesus talking to? You know, we see the picture, I remember in Sunday school, him on a big mountaintop looking down, thousands upon thousands of Jewish people gathered to listen to this one who is healing thousands, healing everyone that comes to him, and miracles after miracles. So they want to hear what this supposed Messiah has to say. But was he talking to them? Yes, he was. But the Bible says that he was teaching his disciples. But then he 
allowed and even wanted anyone else in earshot to hear and listen. And so today, as we read these words in 2019, if you are a follower of Christ, his word is designed to teach us. We, we, we learn from his word to grow more and more like Christ. But this is also for anyone else who may not be a Christian, who may not associate with Christianity. You may be of another religious belief. You may not believe in God at all, but you're listening. And so this is for you too. And he says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And within our short time together here this morning, I want us to look at two things. We are already designated the two kinds of audiences, those who are following Christ and those who are not, but who are listening. And now the two things we want to look at is the purpose of this whole sermon, just like Christianity. The Beatitudes in this sermon are not the essence of Christianity. Jesus Christ is the essence of Christianity. The resurrection of Christ is what Christianity is grounded and founded in. And so the Sermon on the Mount is going to lead us to Christ. That is the first thing. We need to look at this and say, how can we discover Christ? And Jesus even says, if you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, which he came to declare and bring the kingdom of God, but he also came to pay the price, the free gift for us to have salvation and a way for the forgiveness of our sins to get that righteousness that Jesus came to give. And so the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, these verses that we're looking at, draws us to the heart of Jesus. But it also draws us to the life in which we're supposed to live out of Jesus. Let me say it a different way. The new birth that Jesus came to give us through grace brings us a new life. We've been given a new birth. By grace, we have been saved. 
And it's not by us, but by grace. But it also leads us to living a life grounded in Christ. And so we're drawn to Christ through the Beatitudes, but we're also out of Christ and out of that new life that grace gives us, we are to live that life. For instance, just this week, my wife Lauren was driving our kids home from daycare, and my son just out of the blue said, Mommy, is Jesus in heaven? And she says, well, yes, but he's also in our hearts. He's a four-year-old boy. And he says, Mommy, I, I want to die so I can go see Jesus. Now, first, our response is, oh, no, what do we do? What do we say? He wants to die. No, son, don't die. But then I stopped, and I thought, this is, this is the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. Because Jesus is saying, if you want to see God, if you want to see me, Jesus, you must die. But not in the innocent sense of physical death as my son may have been thinking. But Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must die to yourself. And so we look at blessed are the poor in the spirit. Blessed are those who are in poverty spiritually. Blessed are those who understand they are spiritually bankrupt without him. You see, our culture, what does our culture do? What does our culture, culture preach? Our world says it's all about self-sufficiency. It's all about self-assurance. It's all about self-reliance. It's all about you can do it. You are made for this. You've got it. Just put one foot in front of the other. But Jesus is saying... Blessed are those who understand that they don't even have a best foot to put forward. We understand that without Christ, we absolutely have nothing. It's this mindset of poverty in our spirit. God, if you don't provide a way, there is no way. It's that humble submissiveness to God where we say if you don't show up if your grace isn't sufficient there ain't no way I'm making it here on earth or in the next and so I just want to stop there this Sunday morning there's so much more to cover obviously but let me ask you this. Would you say that you understand the poverty of your spirit? Would you say that you're poor in spirit? Do you recognize 
your spiritual poverty. Because what Jesus is saying, blessed are those, he's saying true, complete happiness is what is available to those who understand that they have nothing of worth to bring to an almighty, all-holy, perfect, righteous God. Blessedness is that full assurance and that joyful perspective, that contentment, that complete happiness that is not a fleeting feeling, but it is a permanent state of being. You see, in order to be that person that Jesus said is blessed because they're poor in spirit, we need to understand one thing that comes from the message that I learned this week from my son Joseph. In order for the kingdom of God to come and rule and reign in our lives, we need Grace, unmerited favor that we don't deserve and that comes only from Jesus. But here's the thing. That kingdom of God through grace cannot rule and reign in our lives until the kingdom that has been ruling and reigning in our lives, the kingdom of self, the kingdom of put your name in there, That kingdom has to crumble in order for the kingdom of God to reign and rule in your life, to bring new birth, which will then bring new ways of living. This is not something that you can do on your own. The Beatitudes is not a demeanor is something, a behavior or a a mindset. The Beatitudes are based on who you are in God. And so let me just, let me just ask you, have you fully received the grace that you don't deserve from Jesus? And are you willing to make Yeshua the anointed one, the one who saves, Lord of your life. And if so, would you just pray with me this morning? Father, we recognize that you are God and you are God alone. And there is absolutely nothing we could do to ever, ever earn that righteousness that holiness and that blamelessness that we need to be in your presence. And so we thank you, Jesus, for dying our death and shedding your blood for the forgiveness of our sins so that we can have new life that comes from you. And we pray this morning and throughout the rest of our lives that out of that new birth, you would stir and develop and build up a new 
way of living, a new way of being, the Beatitudes, having the mind of Christ, having the heart of Christ, humbling ourselves, and even having what I would call a self-forgetfulness. That is what Jesus meant when he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God bless you. We want to invite you back next Sunday for a chapter, a day. We're going to be teaching from Matthew 22 and we have an awesome surprise for you and i'm not going to tell you what it is you'll have to wait all the way to next sunday hopefully we don't have another snowstorm and we can gather together god bless you please tune in to our podcast weekly impact as we process and journey together through a chapter a day in discovering jesus god bless you guys